This show is a member of the Sorgatron Media Podcast Network. Find out more at sorgatronmedia.com. This show is brought to you by Slice on Broadway, supporting Pittsburgh podcasting with the perfect pepperoni pizza. Production services by Sidekick Media Services. And listeners like you supporting us at patreon.com slash awesomecast. Time to get geeky, get awesome. It is the awesome cast. I'm Mike Sorg at Sorgatron on the Twitter here in the Sorgatron Media Studios in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. Ready to get awesome with you on this rainy day in Beachview. It's so rainy, it's messing up the compression on my webcam. There it is. Uh, but uh, we got the crew back in with us here today. First of all, from Studio C in the Big D, Dormont, Pennsylvania, it is John Chichilla. That's me. I'm back like two weeks in a row. Two That's weeks a in a row. This is a record of some sort. Uh, he's, of course, the gadget guru with Big Bang International Esquire. I was How are I, you this week. I was looking at the Big Bang building across from another big building. I was in uh, downtown yesterday, and, uh, and and I was on the level of, I was at least on the level of the park that's up there. So. Oh, nice. Yeah. So it was, it was, it was, it was kind of interesting to see that. Also amazed how many giant chess pieces or chess boards are, uh, you can see from PPG place. <laughs> They're everywhere. They're <laughs> on the taking over fifth floor or whatever I was on. Also with us, she is a, a social media maven over there. Uh, the daughters, Katie with us. Hello, friends. Hello. You made, okay. me, made me concerned. We lost you again. <laughs> So, nope, nope, still here, stuck with me. <laughs> we had a slight crash before this, and I'm like, oh no, I hope this is okay. Um, but uh, we are back <laughs> with it. So, um, but uh, but uh, Katie, of course, um, I don't know. I think I just, I just think I, I think I just made you famous by putting your butt on the internet uh, <laughs> last night. <laughs> so I found <laughs> you had a little bit of a butt battle with our our, our, our friend Bradley with the, that that uh, uh, participates in Wrestling Mayhem show a lot. Uh, one of their patron supporters over there, and uh, he's got a, he's got a thing about butts, and you're happy to uh, 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 <laughs> plague him with it, I guess. He hates the butts. Yeah, yeah. So look for that. It's over in the Wrestling Mayhem show thing. Since but everyone been, has one, what's what's wrong with butts? <laughs> um, but only your own is acceptable, right? Ah. Something like that. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. If they, we never really asked if he was traumatized. He also took his shirt off in the middle of my show last week. So it was really, there was a lot happening. There's a lot happening. <laughs> but anyways, this is the awesome cast and we try not to get too naked on here, I guess. Um, but uh, you can check out everything at awesomecast.com. Email us at awesomecast.sorgatronmedia.com for comments and uh, any any other inquiries. Uh, Twitter, uh, awesomecast. Awesomecast on the Facebook uh, page and group. A lot of stories come from the Facebook group, actually, that you guys contribute throughout the week. You can subscribe to us on your favorite podcast app. Watch video versions on Facebook and YouTube. And, of course, join us here live every Tuesday at 7 p.m. Eastern on the Awesomecast Facebook, YouTube, and the Sorgatron Media Twitch page. You can join in the chat where we'd like to keep an eye out for that and you can correct us if we're off base on one thing or another here as well so and uh also thank you to our audio partners our friends uh sharing the love over at postindustrial.com and also thank you to our patreon supporters at patreon.com slash awesome cast keeping the lights on here at sorgatron media studios coffee club level friends matt weller John DeGore, John Carmen, Cynthia Kosky with uh, Shift Collaborative, Scott McTaggart with the Pittsburgh Podcast, and Mike Pound, your Uncle Crappy. And at the fan of the show level, Michael Fedor, pghmuseums.org, Professor Buzzkill Podcast, and Dave Ponder with the iPhoneography Podcast. Patreon.com slash awesomecast if you guys want to support the show as well. And sometimes we have uh, some extra chatter happening over there in your feed, so stay tuned for that. So let's get into our awesome things of the week. And my spot is blank. Okay, I fr- okay, we'll fix that here in a moment. Here, but, it wasn't earlier. What's that? But, well, was it earlier? What, I, I swear I, there was something in there. Did you, del- did, Katie? Did you delete my awesome thing? I was so mad I deleted. <laughs> <laughs> well, fine. Then we're gonna let Chilla go first. Chilla, what's your awesome thing of the week? So my thing is, and we've covered this technology before. I actually, when I saw this, I decided to pull the trigger and i've actually ordered an extra i actually ordered a new raspberry pi 
Um, I did some tests with this and it was pretty darn cool, but I wanted to use the Raspberry Pi for something else. Um, so I actually ordered a new Raspberry Pi to replace my emulation system. And then I'm going to use the old Raspberry Pi for this, but it's called Hoobs. Hoobs. I, I don't think Hoobs actually stands for anything. It's H-O-O-B-S. Came out with a version for... And what Hoobs is for, if you have a bunch of non-HomeKit compatible devices, there's a bunch of cool people out there that are obviously writing code for free, as well as many other um, companies writing to this platform. And they're making it so you can integrate with um, HomeKit and make everything just work magically together. This is super nice if you got into the um, home automation tech early, or, you know, there are certain companies, <coughs> Google, um, that are never going to necessarily make their stuff hundred percent home kit friendly. Mm -hmm. This will take all your old nest devices, um, or old kind of cameras that maybe you have to use the proprietary app. I haven't tried, I haven't tried this. I didn't have any wise cameras back then to see if this works with wise too. And it brings them into home kit. So if you think about that, right you can now have kind of a multi-up display with all of your cameras and make mm -hmm. it all look super cool. Like you're sitting at the helm of your command center, keeping tabs on everything that goes on around the house from temperature to which lights are on to this is your Tesla charging. Um, there's numerous plugins there and they just, they just keep growing. Um, I think, was it thousands? Really? I read it correct. Yeah, I want to say like really? they in a, they had, there's like thousands. I want to say it was 2300 but um of plugins and it kind of acts as a turnkey um bridge experience. One of the cool things for this is you have a multitude of options um of how you want to get your hoobs on. Um you can buy a hoobs device right from hoobs. Um which I think right now they're running a special. You can get it for $199 instead of $200. Um, with a little bit of knowledge and know-how, you can buy pretty much any Raspberry Pi, I think from the three and up, um, and an SD card and throw it on there. And all they ask for is a $10 donation. Um, so <clears throat> um, price may vary. If you want something 110% turnkey and out of the box, mm -hmm. um, you can buy theirs or for less than half the price, you can kind of build your own. Um, they do recommend plugging in an ethernet into the house. But the cool thing is then you can now uh, you can plug this into your TV and kind of have an always up display. You can get to it from any browser. There's actually a Windows app for this. So if you're Apple iOS at home, but then Windows on all your machines, this will get your Windows computers in the, the realm of possibility for HomeKit. Um, super, super cool. And they just keep churning out the updates. So that's awesome. highly recommended. That's awesome. So, so it's just a general kind of bridging of your system, right? So mm -hmm. I know I know I have that issue where I, I'm pretty much going into the, the Google situation. Um, but it would be nice to like, I'm realizing I have an issue in my living room where it's like, okay, I have an Apple TV, a Google Chromecast and an, and a, and a echo sitting there. So I can't, cause I'm getting really used to asking Google to pause my TV in the studio. <laughs> so, and it's been really nice. So, um, so I'm trying to figure out how to bridge some of that kind of stuff. Obviously this is more like lights and stuff, right. Uh, and wise cameras, but still, so, but no, anything that helps, you know, that along, or even, I guess, you know, resurrect, like I have a Sylvania smart bulb that can never get working, right? Like, would this help with those kinds of situations? Maybe it, it, it could, yeah, because this is going to be kind of the go-between. Because I can see um, it and see what's going on with it maybe a little more directly. Yep. Than the, they, they, like I said, they do have, they do have one thing that you're not going to be able to do that you could do from at least Mac right now, right? They have the home app for Mac. Now you're mm -hmm. going to be able to get this on Windows. I'm um, just pretty darn cool. Awesome, awesome. So that 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 would be nice to bring. Uh, like say, like like Missy's a, a PC user uh, exclusively, so like to bring her kind of into the ecosystem, and and, and not just on her phone, right? So right. like that could that could be helpful. 
Awesome. Uh, Katie, what is your awesome thing of the week? Uh, coasters. Coasters. Two I know. Two things that I love. Uh, Pittsburgh and bright colors. And I recently got these uh, coasters. Sorry if you're on audio. I will try to describe them for you. Uh, they are very colorful. This is PNC Park. Ooh. I know. Very pretty. The buildings oh, are all shiny. different colors. I know. I know. <laughs> They're nice. Cork-backed. Fancy. Uh, there's Phipps. It's a very colorful um, painting of Phipps. And there's the bridge, Clemente Bridge, and the city down from the point. Again, um, so there's the local artist and um, Navidita. No, I'm, I'm going to totally mispronounce this again. Navidita. There we go. And uh, she's a local artist and she does all these really beautiful oil paintings. And I, I love them, but I don't. I'm not much for my, as I have a blank wall behind me, I'm not much for um, having space for prints or originals. And she recently just did a line of these beautiful coasters. And I was like, absolutely I am in. And um, so I think she's going to be branching out to more products, which I love. Like, cause like I said, I don't have the space or the, um, you know, much happened in here. Uh, but I do, I love, love, love these coasters that I got and they're very nice. And she's puts a few, she has a few other prints up now and she looked like she did a mug. So I'm hoping that she keeps adding things. She has an Etsy store for the originals. Um, I did have to contact her to order this from the post, but I think she, I, I'm, I'm excited because I think she's going to start putting more out there, um, in regards to, um, her artwork on different products. And it makes me very happy. Because like I said, I love her stuff. It's all brightly colored. She does a lot of flowers. She did like a beautiful penguin and the elephant. She does zoo things. And it's just, I, 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 this is the cathedral. She did a painting of the cathedral. Mm -hmm. And, um, but like I said, she does, sells her originals. And then she, um, like I said, is, is moving into more of these like little beautiful products that I just love. And has little pops, like I said, the pop of color in Pittsburgh. I was absolutely in. <laughs> I'm loving the art on the Instagram that you linked here. Uh, art by Nivedita, N-I-V-E-D-I-T-A. We'll have it linked over on the mm -hmm. show notes, of course. Donut. Found a donut. <laughs> right? And, yeah, I know. It's like, uh, you keep, every time I look at her stuff, I'm like, oh, I, and then I see something else that I just love of her work. There's even like chips and guac, and it's all pretty. Like, it's gorgeous. It it's gorgeous, it no really matter is. what she's painting. Nice. Even if it's just mundane. Yeah, I love it. That's I love fantastic. her stuff. Super nice. Yeah, and I guess it looks like she's been appearing in a, a few places, too, as far as, like, setups now that we've got, um, you know, are able to do more things and gather. She's doing some stuff. But, yeah, I love her. And she's super sweet human, too. Awesome. They, rather, I actually just started watching the uh, Bob Ross documentary, uh, which I understand probably gets a little sad. But uh, just watch it. So, so I'm on our kick too, at least, you know, watching it. So uh, speaking of art, let's talk video games. Um, so, so this is a campaign that I was aware of because I believe when I was at some of the AEW shows in Pittsburgh, one, there's this interesting phenomenon. Uh, Kotaku actually has a, a story about it um, where, and I thought there was just something, because I remember seeing it last time I was at AEW when they were in Pittsburgh, you know, like a year and a half ago, right? Yeah, right? Am I got my math right? Yeah, something like that. Pre-COVID. And there's somebody like in front of us had all of these like video game things like like so-and-so games better than Final Fantasy and, and, and things like that, right? But one thing I specifically saw was hashtag free uh, MVC2, which I know is Marvel versus Capcom 2, a really classic um, arcade game, uh, fighter game with Marvel and Capcom guys. Um, of course, there's been uh, three and there's a fourth one that came out and those ones were 3D and everything. But but Marvel versus Capcom 2 was kind of the pinnacle of that uh, team based uh, 2D sprite based street fighter uh, escalating <laughs> over the top uh, uh, fighters. Right. So it turns out like because I this story came across my feed and I was like, okay, so that's what that's about. Um, so apparently it, it, it's an article over a polygon called the quest to save Marvel versus Capcom too. And it, it's kind of become, it, 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 you know, it gets into um, why you can't get a decent copy of Marvel versus Capcom two these days. Uh, I personally have, I have a digital copy on my Xbox 360 and I have a couple of 360s around with all my digital stuff on it that haven't, you know, come over to the Xbox One 
And this is one of those games that I like to play on it. But apparently, uh, obviously, Disney purchased, you know, with the Disney purchase and licenses going away, Capcom no longer has uh, licenses for, uh, for for Marvel games anymore. There goes, you know, you know, having that uh, a, a re-release easily accessible or, or on digital stores or anything like that. Because a lot of times if you look at old Marvel games like Deadpool, I, lo- I love the old uh, Xbox uh, I'm sorry, X-Men Origins uh, Wolverine game. Uh, not really based on the movie that was very bad, but a really good game. But you can't get those digitally because, again, you know, the, the licenses have lapsed and they actually pull those from the store. Just like I can't find some of the old Ninja Turtles games because those licenses have been purchased and resold uh, across video game uh, manufacturers here and there. So there's actually a reach out and campaign for that. Um, I think it has not been available digitally since 2012. And if you wanted to get it, you'd have to find like a disc-based version, which are uh, sounds like they're soaring in price. Um, so it's just one of those interesting things where, um, you know, these games kind of get uh, lost in like a purgatory, you know, not not for lack of caring, but, you know, or maybe it is lack of caring on the company side. So actually, Digital Eclipse, and this is a and this is a company that I'm aware of. I remember I see on a lot of uh, of those games. Um, um, they, they listed a few here. But uh, particularly, I think some of the uh, the the Mega Man uh, classic collections, um, you know, uh, you know, a lot of the conversion, a lot of the uh, Neo Geo uh, fighting games um, come through Digital Eclipse. They really just are good about kind of a, a, a re, I want to say remastering, but kind of repackaging old games for newer systems. They've done stuff like Samurai Showdown, Super Street Fighter Turbo HD Remix, uh, Street Fighter 30th Anniversary Collection, those kinds of games, Mega Man Legacy Collection. Um, So they have an in about they want to, and obviously they've worked with Capcom before, uh, so they're attempting to um, get something together for a re-release. But uh, again, still uh, it's up to, as they said, it is up to uh, Disney and Capcom, I believe in this article. So just a, a, a good look at, you know, what does it take to kind of bring back a beloved uh, game franchise like this? You know, I'd love to see an easily downloaded version or even just an updated version of the uh, uh, 360 that I can bring over to my Xbox One or something like that or whatever. I mean, I think it'd be a great game to be playing on a Switch or, you know, or, or something like that. I remember there, there's a, the, I can't play it anymore because it's not uh, updated for the newest iOSs. But at one point, I think I purchased a version of this game on iOS. Um, so um, just, a, yeah, interesting look into that kind of thing that happens. I don't know. Are you, are you guys, did you guys play Marvel Capcom at any point here? I, I didn't. I was kind of under the same thing as you wanting to play it but not really being able to get it Mm -hmm. so i got whatever the i have the xbox one version but it's not marvel versus capcom 2 it's one of the later versions it's like it's three it's it's not it it's not as good yeah three it's i mean it's good it's the 3d version it's like real crazy but it's it's still not that awesome there's something about like i i got a copy of street fighter 3 on my 360 and I got and I got four and I got five on my PC and stuff, but it's still like nice to just go back to that like ultra 2D crazy thing. Meanwhile, I'm giving they're giving me free new Neo Geo fighting games like left and right on uh, uh, Game pa- or uh, uh, Xbox Gold these days. <laughs> so that are like 360 um, um, port overs. It's, it's it's interesting to see see what happens with that. Of course, you know, of course, this is. Some copyright issue. What about you, Katie? You 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 dive into the Marvel Capcom stuff? Uh, earlier ones, not the anything newer. <laughs> okay. Well, I think this might have been around that era then, right? <laughs> so. Yeah, yeah. That, that's yeah. This is the artwork. This is the yeah, the stuff that I yeah I, I'm yeah. into. <laughs> it's it, it's interesting because this kind of thing doesn't just happen in video games. I remember that because I was looking. I'm a huge Kevin Smith fan and I was, I was going through and grabbing some of the digital copies mm-hmm. of some of my favorites. And the one thing you can't purchase digitally is dogma. Mm-hmm. So if you're familiar with his work, um, you can't get a legit, a run out to Amazon, run out to Apple, wherever, and get your favorite digital download of a movie because of back when the film was made Disney owned Miramax Mm -hmm. Disney got a bunch of blowback Mm -hmm. because of the because of the Catholic portrayal and religious movie 
So Disney let the Weinsteins buy the movie direct, even though Lionsgate released the movie theatrically. Sony did the home video. Yeah. But digital didn't digital didn't exist back then. Yeah. And because the Weinsteins are in all kinds of lawsuit trouble and, you know, all kinds of problems. It's you're you're probably never going to see Dogma be able to come out That's a um, shame. digitally. Yeah. Is there even a Blu-ray for it? I was trying to find it here in the in the I, list here. Like, um, hold on. I second. would be surprised. I, there's DVD. There is a blue, but there is a Blu-ray. There's blue is Blu-ray. It is going for hundred and ninety-nine dollars on uh on. Uh, you can get the VHS for starting at seven seven dollars and forty-nine cents. Um, yeah, it's, it's a European one. It's an import, so I'm not even sure if there's a proper DVD or a Blu-ray release in the, in this country. There probably wasn't in. If you think about it, going back to the licensing and just the timing, if this was all in the late nineties, mm-hmm. Blu-ray really wasn't. It wasn't there yet. Yeah, wasn't. I mean, DVDs were were new in the late in the mid to late nineties, like just hitting. This movie came out in nineteen ninety nine, uh-huh. um, and yeah, it just kind of found itself in this uh, weird purgatory of 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 moviness. So wow. Wow. Canceled sequel. That's interesting. Um, they did put it on Blu-ray in March of 2008. Uh, unavailable stream due to the film rights being owned personally by Bob and Harvey Weinstein. Ah, geez. And also out of print on home media. That's why some of those prices were getting ridiculous if you're looking for it. So, man, that sucks. Yeah, I, I'm having a slimmer issue. I, I grabbed um, the Cowboy Bebop series um not too long ago on sale and i've been really kind of jonesing to watch them now i own the movie on dvd so it's not like i i can't dust off a disc and 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 do that but still like you know you, you don't want the digital right <laughs> so mm-hmm. it's like i i just recently re- rebought the original transformers movie on digital just so i could uh so um but uh but you know we still like you know a beloved you know franchise like that you know you want to part of your collection on, on all formats and easily accessible and saying hey g or hey a uh, uh go play this thing for you right because we live in 2021 um but uh uh, I don't know. I don't know. So I'll be interested to see how that goes. <laughs> Sorry. Just look, just look at some of the headlines I put in here for later. We'll get to video games. Back to video games in a moment. But first, I want to give a shout out to our friends at Slice on Broadway. Supporting Pittsburgh podcast with the perfect pepperoni pizza. New York City style. Yinzer made. Beachview, Carnegie East and North Hills. Supporting us here right up the road here in the Beachview neighborhood. If you're in the area, please go support these guys that support us. And uh, if you're not in the area, you don't have any accessibility to Slice on Broadway, please, uh, we do encourage you to support your independent pizza joint. Uh, so, uh, you know, to, to help them out, uh, especially coming out of everything over the last year and a half. So let's get into what's next. Let's stay with the video game thing for a bit. Uh, Chilla, uh, this, this first thing I got under on line two. Um, I feel like this is your, this should be your story. Well, and it's funny cause I, I'm surprised that we're getting this before we're getting, you mm-hmm. know, the Skywalker saga, but, and, and who posted this? I apologize. Cause I don't know. It's this isn't mine, but, um, uh, Lego star Wars battles is coming and it's coming as an Apple arcade exclusive. Mm-hmm. I'm also wondering, is this a setup for there's going to be a, a Apple TV exclusive with a star Wars Lego story at Halloween. <laughs> um, but this is, it looks like it's like one of those card type games where you're going to flip cards and cl- be able to collect certain things and then kind of put them in a tower defense scenario. Okay. You, you lay down your towers and then you defend and attack based on your claim ter- territory. Um, and of course, obviously following along with the movies, they're going to have Hoth, they're going to have Naboo, they're going to have Endor. There's going to be a number of these places. Like, but like I said, I'm surprised this a this made it as an Apple exclusive. Um, they've been getting a lot. But, they've been getting a mm-hmm. lot lately. I mean, there's a there's a Monster Hunter game on there, like the Monster Hunter Stories. I started playing that, and it, it's 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 wild because I was playing it. Um, I can't remember if I was playing it on my phone or 
the Apple TV, but it feels like something you would completely play on a Nintendo Switch. And that's that's what I like about this. I mean, the thing that I like about Apple Arcade is to be in the arcade, you have to be on the TV, on mm-hmm. Mac, and on the mobile devices. So you kind of it follows that Switch theory of you can pick it up and take it anywhere, or you know, have it on the big TV at home. Yeah, I don't even have to think about it. So, and then mm-hmm. say so the TV just recently got upgraded, so I know I can play all these things because I was starting to get a little long in the tooth on some of these. Like, uh, you load a few of them, and it's like, oh, I'm I'm waiting a while. Also, remembering it's an Apple TV from like 2015. So, what was the phone then? Like, what are we talking about? Like an iPhone, and that's 6? usually two gens before the phone. Really? Usually, they get like usually they get a chipset or two from the prior. Yeah. So, yeah, because, I mean, they're not terribly, I mean, they talk about, like, about 200 bucks, you know, versus a phone cost. So, obviously, you don't have antennas and screens and things part of it. But, um, but yeah, no, I, I'm loving the pickup bit uh, <laughs> uh, with that kind of stuff. So, uh, uh, although it, it is interesting when you get into certain things like puzzle games and uh, you're like, okay, how is this going to translate over to the controller? Um, it gets a mm-hmm. little wonky, but, uh, but I, I love they're bringing in. I, I just started playing a little bit of Asphalt 8 today. I love that they're bringing in like games that were definitely freemium games before, and now I can play them without the freemium crap in it. Uh, you just kind of go for it. Uh, so, and it, like I love the, the Asphalt games always looked really good on these things. So, um, but yeah, all, the, they, all the plus relaunch kind of stuff is is kind of great right now. And they really did themselves a favor with the with the the arcade launch because if you remember back in the day with Apple TV. One of the requirements to create an app, a game for Apple TV, was it had to work on the remote control. Yeah, yeah, and that's why you only got like Sonic the Hedgehog, and then they give up. They didn't even put Sonic CD on it. Um, I, it that always bothered me because there was such great ports of like Grand Theft Auto Three, and actually, I think all the PlayStation era, two era, uh, Grand Theft Autos, and and they just never came over and, and you know with proper because it couldn't they didn't allow the support of, of just a controller and and now we go to this so like he was like could we retroact <laughs> could we retroactively just pull all the rest in i don't know uh, it's supposed to be remasters of all those old grand theft autos so maybe it'll come back around to the mobile apple tv situation again too so um but uh yeah i'm, I'm, I'm consistently amazed also did you know brawlhalla is on the on the mobile the uh, the Smash Brothers type freemium game that uh, it's also on Apple TV. It's on. Is it on Apple TV? Oh no, I I knew it was on mobile. I didn't know it was on. Now I, you have me. What? I know. I knew it was on mobile. I I thought you were saying it was available on Apple TV. I, I wasn't aware it was on mobile because I was playing a little bit on the Xbox and a little bit on the GeForce Now stuff on my Google TV. Um and uh and and I was like, oh hey, it's over here too. I don't know how I, I discovered it. But and also I can't I don't think I can link all the different forms together into one account like I can Rocket League. But no the first world problems. Uh hey that reminded me of something. Yes. Go down to cell 14. 14. <laughs> 14. Fourteen something sneaky popped up on Disney Plus. What? Uh, it's episode two. Um, if you've been watching the making of the the gallery, the, man, the behind the scenes, the making of the Mandalorian, mm-hmm. uh, they dropped how they did the uh, season two finale. Mm-hmm. And I'm probably, I mean, if you don't know what happened by now, but a lot of Mark Hamill stuff, how this all came together, how they had to keep it a secret. I did watch it last night. Um, because I didn't realize it was even a thing that it surprised me. Uh, but really good behind the scenes look of how they did that whole thing and what, you know, the deep fakes and how they decided to do it. And they analyzed so much of so many hours of video of Mark Hamill and him speaking. And it's just, the whole thing is, is really tech heavy and was super cool. I really enjoyed it. Nice. I've seen, I, I don't know if I saw him sharing like some of these pictures in here, like him with the, with the child, um, uh, Grogu, uh, you know, I, I I've seen on social media over the last week, and I think that yeah. that probably came along with this. So um, I, I but I didn't realize that was like a, an episode that they had put on there about it. So that that's gonna be in my watch list tonight. Yes, well, and it's adorable shows. watching him with the child, like he's yeah. just holding it, like it's a little thing. It's the oh man, Mark Hamill's <laughs> great, fantastic. 
let's see. I got another one. Uh, I, I don't think we talked about this last week. Uh, Xbox is going to be bringing cloud gaming to your Xbox consoles in time for Halo Infinite. So that means if you got a lowly original Xbox One like I do, you'll be able to play with your properly awesome gaming connect, you know, uh, internet connection, um, your Halo Infinite at full, like, I guess, at least Series S level quality, right? Um, over streaming regardless. So, I mean, you could download it. It's supposed to be compatible with the old Xbox Ones as well, but of course it's going to look not quite as good and your load times are oh boy load times are starting to get to me on the xbox <laughs> Dude, i'm telling you like i mean i still have the old well i do have the 4k model but mm-hmm. i didn't see an i didn't see a significant like load time increase until i put an external ssd on there mm, and my, my load times were just cut yeah significantly that might, yeah, that might be it too. So, well, I was playing Hades, which is fantastic. Um, it's a top-down isometric, isometric um, like RPG beat 'em up dungeon crawler kind of thing. Um, and uh, and I, I know I was playing it on a cloud, and I was like, oh, I'll I'll throw it on the Xbox One so I can play it over here. And I'm just like, what is this load screen? I don't remember there being a load screen, <laughs> you know. So um, no, definitely definitely worthwhile for that, you know, just to not have to be like, oh hey, let's. Tr-. I love that like that push button. Let's go load a game, and I'll, I'll sometimes I'll load it on my phone to try it out, you know, before anything else. So, but uh, you know, really really looking forward to that to be you know just kind of everywhere right now. Uh, so especially since my Xbox is like direct connected into the modem, so I know it's going to work versus like where I want to play it in certain rooms of my house that are kind of sketchy with Wi-Fi. It is a pain because it is like you need to be like close to your router in order for it to work most of the times. And you're just like, well, that that kind of kills the idea of it being mobile, doesn't it? But uh, and again, it seems to work pretty OK on um, 5G as well. So. The one, the one thing I read that this will also help with is if you're like me, I, I don't always, I, I, I turn my, it seems like I turn my Xbox on at the most inopportune time to play a game. And then it's like, there's a seven gig update for this mm. game. Come back in 25 minutes, which it's like, I have like 25 minutes to play right now. And well, I guess it'll update. Pain. You'll now be able to obviously stream and play while it's downloading i had uh i turned on my 360 here in the studio for the first time in in months and it wanted me to log into my microsoft account so i had to go find that password and the weird capitalizations and everything in it so uh, hey you know what's easier and you probably don't have to do that if you need something pick up and play and actually this probably this is something for uh this is something for uh mini chilla's uh bedroom i think uh, is the idea how about a pint-sized pac-man and pop patrol Arcade machines, that's that's better than my pepperoni pizza uh, uh, thing. Uh, so a little probably it's probably it probably cost me a couple pepperoni a couple pepperoni yeah, pizzas. Yeah, a couple, so. a couple of those pepperoni pizzas, yeah. So it's arcade one up who's been doing those fantastic uh, cabinets for just a couple of hundred bucks for the most part that you can find on Walmart usually. Um, but they are doing uh, again it's a Pac-Man Dig Dug Galaga setup, and then there's a uh, Paw Patrol one uh, that they've done. <laughs> So, you know, again, so you can uh, uh, so your kids can have a little bit of a arcade experience in their house. The Paw Patrol system also features Chase is in a race, Paw Patrol off duty and Paw Patrol pups on the go games. So both of them include three different games. I am not going to vouch for any quality of the uh, Paw Patrol games here. They look pretty simple. Uh, So but anyways, I don't know. That's kind of cool. That's kind of cool. I still want I I still want to get one of those Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle ones. They had giant ones at uh, Steel City Con, and I overheard them, and they're like, "How much are these things?" They're like four grand. I was like, "Whew!" But also, I saw somebody in the interface. They, they one there's definitely not up and up because I looked through, and there was like every console was represented on there, including like the original Xbox. And I was like, "Oh, I don't know about this one." <laughs> so. <laughs> But uh, but they looked they looked like they were pretty good builds uh, for those as well. Um, do we have any other video game stuff before we move on here? I think that is it for those, right? One one last video game thing. It's down. I, I don't know what your guys' thoughts about this are. Did I put in the wrong thing? 
I see it. Three hours of video games? Yeah, three hours. So, yeah, China passed a law, Sounds it yeah. sounds like. Um, if you are under the ages of 18, mm-hmm. you are limited to three hours of video games per week. A week? A week. A and week. And it doesn't... What really questioned me, I'm like, I, my kid usually goes to bed before eight o'clock on Fridays. Mm-hmm. But not only is it three hours a week, but it's time framed between 8 p.m. Friday evening and 9 p.m. on Sunday. Wait, so, so you get you get an hour a day for three across days. The, for three days. And that's it. But but three of those days, like Friday. You only have from eight to midnight. Yeah. Sorry. I had somebody knocking on my window. Oh, no problem. Hi. So, um, so, yeah. So, I mean, it's, I don't know. That just seems limited. They're saying that not only is this going to like impact their competitive gaming teams, right? Because people aren't going to be able to start young. Right. Right. Wow. That's, there's, Something interesting happening in China right now, in general, because uh, you haven't caught the, uh, their, their, um, I don't know, sort of cracking down on, like, like social companies, um, basically, you know, saying that the kind of the celebrity and, uh, you know, all that, all that social TikToky kind of stuff is, uh, is, is bad for their society. So they're doing something about it and trying to promote more hardware-based uh, technology companies. So, yeah, there's something of a technology culture war, I think, is happening in that country right now. And it'll be interesting to watch. And they've always been kind of limited on video games. Like, for a lot of major console um, don't exist there that I'm aware of. Um, Like, I don't know, is Nintendo there? Like, Nintendo just came in, like, a few years ago or something like that. Like, there's something that's, that's been limiting them, so... Yeah, I. It seems like a lot. <laughs> it seems like a lot for that kind of thing. So, I don't know. What do you think, uh, Katie? I I don't know. I think it just <laughs> it's it's not very much time at all, and yeah. I don't know. It just it's going to impact. I don't know. Then you think like people who sell video games, and you know what I mean. They're just like kind of trickles down to who it impacts. And doesn't it, it limits because what you know. The, I don't know if it says in the article, Chilla, but like, is the the idea is spending time on this versus more cre- more productive things, correct? Or going outside or things like that. You know, it's like, well, are you really going to go? I maybe I, it, it just says they were banning it for mental, like for mental health because there's been a lot men, of mental yeah, and physical health, mental and physical health. But it also it's like, so what if you are meant not mentally, but but physically disabled, and this is your escape. Right. And this is your way of interacting with other yeah. kids. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I that, that's. I mean, how many you you've seen that, Rachel? Like, like, like mm-hmm. you know, how, this is how the kids are making friends and and etc. There. So, like, I I I think the detri- I think the I think the effect on on the whole is more detrimental than what they're trying to prevent on the minimum, right? So, but that's you know not knowing that whole societal uh, uh, discussion there. So, well, speaking of society. How about the society of LinkedIn and uh, something else getting the axe uh, over there, Katie? <laughs> I had to laugh because I didn't, it was like, I think it was there for, so LinkedIn is scrapping stories feature mm-hmm. uh, to push more short form videos. And I feel like it was like barely around, <laughs> introduced in sub- September last year. The same that time as right. tweets. That seems right. Yeah. And then it's going away. I'm sorry if that was your big thing and you were super excited about it, but it's going away. <laughs> well, but it, it, one like, less thing to worry about. Yeah. It was one, one less place to create stuff and put things. And But yeah, it was just interesting. And the folks that found out first were the people who were advertising mm-hmm. <laughs> in, in, like their ads that ran in between stories. But uh, I think... <laughs> hey thanks for putting all the money into this thing that we're killing um yeah and that's that's gonna and i know i know you know we we've you know we've both seen these discussions over on our slack for social media about the things that are you know going in you know in and out and getting canned and and you know that kind of thing and and what that does to your planning right mm-hmm. so um you know if that's like hey linkedin's a place that we do this and okay we got the stories and that makes a lot of sense and we're developing things specifically for stories and now you just don't 
And it's just like, okay, yeah. where does that go? But I mean, that's part of it is seeing these things come and go. Um, as uh, I think I was mentioning about OnlyFans last week, if you're not in control of your platform, um, then you're at the whim of it, right? So, and mm-hmm. that's that's the same thing with LinkedIn or anything else. Man, I was really good at fleets. Well, sorry, you were the only one. Um, <laughs> so we decided that's not a thing anymore, right? So um, I'm looking at memberships on YouTube as a, as a uh, potential option to just to kind of break into that audience a little bit. And I also realize I'm not going to deprecate my membership services that are not on YouTube because I don't trust YouTube. Because you, YouTube, you, you saw how your butt was age-restricted on yeah. YouTube. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't even my bare butt. <laughs> that's right. That's right. Um, so I mean, if in you know, if they think it, you know, if they think it's something that, you know, they want to restrict, there's and there's just nothing you can do. About it. I'm gonna fight over music. I keep saying it's like I have rights to this music, and then it's uh, the, the person also has it through CD Baby, and they say, and they've been denying me lately. They used to not deny me, um, but uh, but it's like there's nothing I can do about it except replace the track at this point with their royalty free music to, to, to do monetization, you know? So, which just sucks because I want to, you know, I'd love to, you know, it's somebody I want to support, you know, with, with, uh, with something like that. But, you know, they throw the monetization on it and it screws up my whole thing that I'm trying to do. So anyway, not, yeah. not to mention what Twitter has been doing to all our wrestling friends who have, Jeez. are doing workouts. Yes. Yeah. Uh, chill. Have you heard about this? So, so what do you do when you're a wrestler? You cut a promo on somebody. You say they're going to kick their ass, right? Now you're in violation of Twitter's uh, policies inciting violence or implying violence. Implying violence. So multiple people that had had large, large Twitter followings gone. Banned. No recourse. They have to start new accounts. Um, and you know, like, like one, one discussion I saw is like, you know, Hey, if you're going to do this, like switch to videos, they can't scan the videos. Right. Or like, they're, they're not, you know, Texas, you know, they can look for keywords and there's enough of that. Right. So like, that's, that's a thing. That's a thing you got to watch out for now. Um, you know, remember uh, a year ago, last, last summer, uh, when everybody was cracking down and everybody was getting quick bans and everybody was getting flagged and re- under review and things like that, right? Like, like because they decided to because of other things going on that do, it has nothing to do with the kind of things that we do, right? So you're at the whim of all these platforms. So remember that. I hope you have a backup platform or you're driving traffic to something that you <clears throat> control if you're trying to make money or a community on these platforms. All right, and this has been my TED talk. So when you when you when you when that happens to your account, does it get? So this is where I think, and we were talking about, like the link trees. Mm-hmm. When when that happens to your account, is the account locked or is it deleted? Um, uh, Katie, it depends. Yeah, it depends. So if you do, so something else, a lot of our friends are getting hit with on Twitter is they'll be working out and they'll have the radio on or whatever in the background. Yes. And, yes. um, they're getting, and these aren't videos who are recent. These are uh, t- videos from a little bit ago that they're, they're going through now and finding and Um, they're supposed to be warning you about copyright and all that good stuff, but you don't necessarily get the warnings. And then you essentially, it just, your account, um, is, they don't delete it. It still exists. Like your page your is there, but it looks like you have, it's a zero followers, not following anyone. Yeah. Um, and then is, is the like, bio can, still there? So your bio so that's why. So that's why I think the link trees are important, because if you have a link tree in your bio, they can always hit the link tree and then get to, and like there's so many people that I've seen recently, either posting backup accounts or posting, mm-hmm. posting their link tree or posting wherever. Like, hey, if I get, yeah, I get banned. Yep, here's how to keep so, following me. So and also. Keeping that, like, do a, you know, your dutters.com, right? And that goes to your link tree. So, if, like, oh, hey, my Twitter's not around anymore. You can update that link tree. And people know. They're like, what happened to her Twitter? And they go to dutters.com. or like, okay, here's the new one, you know? Or here's where else she is or something, right? Because Dutters been putting too many butts on the internet, you know? <laughs> so, and, and Twitter said that's enough. It's enough of your butt, Dutters. Okay. She got, she got banned from OnlyFans. Yeah, you now got it's... butt banned. You got butt banned, <laughs> butt Dutters. Banned. So... 
But um, about right. <laughs> <laughs> so, oh yeah, it's so yeah, it's going to be a problem. I mean, you know, something similar has happened several years ago. Um, remember when Pepsi got angry because of a beheading that was going around YouTube? And one of the fallout things from that were there are promotions that do very well on the independents and they're putting clips up of their wrestling matches and all of a sudden they're making they were making a pretty good bit, a nice bit to, to support their small independent wrestling business. And then YouTube um, just deprecated anything that looked even a little bit like violent content, which meant pro wrestling as a whole. And everybody got demonetized for that. Um, so, it, I mean, it killed your business plan is YouTube. Uh, man, I hope that's only a percentage of your business plan, right? And you're putting that money into something else in case that goes away. Like, that's the biggest thing, like, like that everybody's going to have to learn. You know, all these kids, uh, 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 you know, getting monetized on TikTok. So, TikTok can change their minds. TikTok, the, the owners of TikTok might be a sketchy thing in a country that likes to do things like limit video games for three hours a week. So, you know, who knows what's going to happen there or, you know, but. From that to another platform that wants you to, to make money on them, uh, Twitter's got something going on. <laughs> um, Twitter starts launching ticketed spaces for some iOS users. So now that fleets are gone, all I see are the spaces conversations at the top of my uh, my uh, my iOS app. I keep wanting to do it. I keep wanting to port this show into it. But also, I keep remembering this is only on mobile and even this ticketed spaces. I want to have a conversation. I want to have the Sorg TED talk about uh, uh, deplatforming that I just had on spaces, right? And I can charge you guys five bucks a, a pop to come in and listen to that uh, uh, a non-recorded uh, thing that's going to happen there, right? But only if you're on iOS. <laughs> so I guess that's a big enough user base, but that, that seems like a pretty limited start uh, spot. What do you think, Katie? <laughs> Sorry, I'm just looking at what you're putting up and I'm like, oh my gosh. I don't know. I, I think it's great because it's another place to make money mm -hmm. or, mm -hmm. but it's also another place to put your content and <laughs> yeah, well, well, in this case, it's it, it's it's talking, right? It's yeah. it's taking time to uh, uh, create an audience, or maybe you have your audience, and something else you can do with that audience you've created. You know, I don't know too many people should be doing this from scratch necessarily. Um, you know, hey, we want to have our awesome cast conversation. Maybe we'll have an awesome cast post show over here, and everybody drops a buck in or something like that, right? So, I mean, there's a lot of kind of options you can do with that. So. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I just don't share. Podner, YouTube is buttist. Is Bradley involved with YouTube somehow? Yeah, that could be. That's possible. <laughs> that is possible. So, um, but I don't know. It, it's uh, it's another option. It's another option. Yeah, it's it's. It wasn't last week we talked about was it Spotify that was doing something with um their podcast where they were putting it um where you could subscribe for anywhere from like a dollar to whatever outrageous amount you wanted. Yeah. It was like so the subscriptions thing and, and, and that kind of thing. Right. Yeah. So we're seeing, um, I mean, it seems like there's a lot more subscription based stuff for creators popping up all over so, the place now. I mean, and again, you know, Hey, just like we're seeing with the only fans and we can roll right into that story after this, but like we're on Patreon and we make, you know, we pay the bills for this in wrestling mayhem show. It justifies those things still existing with the money that you guys on Patreon do uh, use it. Um, I already almost ran afoul of Patreon user agreements when I talked with one of them, uh, uh, a representative over at a, at, at a conference a couple of years ago. Um, but they can decide we don't want to support wrestling violence podcasts or we say something weird on our podcast and they decide they don't want us to be a part of their platform anymore we have no recourse right so maybe it's good to diversify at least and hey we got patreon if you like that but the same stuff is over you can subscribe to us on on itunes subscriptions and spotify and things like that but anyways that how do i get over to this <laughs> so, <laughs> i was trying to lead into a different story wasn't i Oh, yeah, OnlyFans. Uh, turns out uh, the porn's okay by them. 
What what made them reverse? Uh, the backlash and realizing how many people <laughs> lose all their money. So how many people that already had audiences already went to other platforms and realize I, I like so so I'm I I in this sound like there was a mix of the MasterCard um, implications on this and investors like there was a banking issue on top of this as well. Um, it looks like it was more than just one reason that went to the original call of them saying no no nudity porn content on OnlyFans starting in October. Um, so they retracted that. Uh, but still, I mean, if I if OnlyFans is my thing as a creator, I, I and I'm doing something in that realm that they were going to ban, I, I'd be a little concerned about that, right? I know I've seen the conversations with um, friends that um, did have content on OnlyFans and like the platforms they're talking about that there's there's so many more out there like oh, OnlyFans and a lot of them gave um, the ones that they're moving to migrating to give the creators much more money uh, instead of it sounds like OnlyFans was taking a decent amount per thing and it's so I, I, I am glad that that people are like I'm out <laughs> especially after all that like you make up your mind or. Mm-hmm. you know support your creators uh, but the, just like but the big the big discussion that's come out of this is that uh visa and mastercard have become the morality police for the internet by well, they they put the thumb on the scale for pornhub about some things and, and actually honestly some things that pornhub probably should have been taken care of up until that point too um some some really not okay content um but but also in doing that, they killed a lot of the, um, I think, amateur content on Pornhub. Is that right? Like everything needs yeah. to be, everything needs to be verified a little more stringently now, uh, in order to put your content on there. If you are a creator on Pornhub, um, so you know, and and whatever you think of the kind of content, that's still um, a, a restriction on creators. You know, what if YouTube needed to have every, everything verified that went on there? It wouldn't exist for one thing. That's what Section Two Thirty is for, right? So. Uh, yeah. So that's, that's, that's going to be, I don't know if it's going to be, uh, that's going to take a chunk out of OnlyFans as a company, but we'll see what the next OnlyFans is going to rise up, uh, beyond that. Right. So, um, what is cheaters club? (laughs) It sounds way more. It sounds sounds like a segue from my last story. It does, but it's way more boring. Um, <laughs> oh, good. A boring it, one to end the show. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Oh, it could be. Let's talk about sexy. We're all getting old. And <laughs> <laughs> the ever aging awesome cast. Yes. Yes. Um, and rumor is once you hit that 40 year old mark, uh, your eyes start to go downhill. Not necessarily oh, no. everybody, but that's that's usually... If you talk to your optometrist, they'll tell you that's the point where things kind of go downhill as far as your ability to read small print. And um, this this new club, a cheaters club, it's C-H-E-E-T-E-R-Z, is making cheaters, those little glasses that you wear to see things up close, cooler. So they're mm. really supposed to be, they're supposed to be affordable. They're chic. They're super cool for guys, gals, and bays. And um, they also have blue light blocking. So they, they're trying to incorporate all these things. Wait, 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 wait. This is a very leggy picture for showing off glasses. <laughs> Look at my glasses. They're really going <laughs> for that sexiness, aren't they? Oh, yeah. Because now, you know, 40 is the new 30. 30 is the new 10. I don't know. <laughs> but yeah, so this is if you want to, if you need these to, you need glasses to read up close and you need cheaters, this is the uh, sexier way to get them and. Yeah. Who says eyewear can't be both fashionable and feasible? All our products were designed experts in a luxury L- eyewear and handcrafted use high quality materials at surprisingly affordable prices. The ever elusive win, win, win. What? Yeah, no. What? <laughs> we took a leap, didn't we? So, oh man, I'm not hipster enough to get these glasses. Look at this. Um, so. I know. <laughs> we're not cool enough for these. But no, yeah, so no. I mean, if, you know, instead of just going to your local um, drugstore, your Rite Aid, your Walgreens, <laughs> you can go online and buy these much cooler looking. I mean, there's some really nice frames and they there look are, really, are. really cool. But um, thankfully, I'm not, not knock on wood, I'm not at that point. But mm-hmm. just tomorrow could change. <laughs> oh, absolutely. 
<laughs> well, it, it looks like it's the um um. Oh, geez, what is a hold on? Where did I get these glasses? Is the I buy direct for cheaters? Because uh, <laughs> that's all I get. I keep and and honestly, I keep thinking. And now I'm thinking about now. I'm going to make a note for myself because I I keep telling myself I'm going to buy a second pair of glasses because I always buy the glasses when one breaks and I'm walking around with tape on my glasses for a week before they come in. So I like I need to have the backup. I'm always just like I have the one pair and we go. Um, yeah, I need to stop that. I need to, that's a bad habit and I'm going to get in trouble <laughs> at some point. I thought I lost my glasses the other day actually. And I was like, I can't leave the house now. Uh, so <laughs> how do I tag? I, how, how do I tape an uh, Apple tags to these things? But, um, anyways. Oh, that would be great. Having an Apple tag or Mi- something where you can just put them on your glasses. Mini Apple tags. I mean, I'll probably come they're, 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 you know, this is the company that makes everything thinner, smaller and charges more you know, every, every year. So I'm like, Oh man, I'm going to have to replace all my Apple tags. Of course the Apple tags, the things that I put under a piece of gaff tape in the middle of the, uh, in, in, in a, uh, in a road case. Uh, so <laughs> they're just like tucked in like, they're like a, 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 a camera case with the foam that holds everything in tucked into the side, um, um, gaff taped in the inside of my, uh, my video switcher, uh, in, in, in an elusive pocket in my backpack, you know, it just like, they just go everywhere. The most, the most in, 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 in a pocket in my wallet. And I don't wear my wallet in the back anymore. The only like seeable one is my like now Apple keychain. <laughs> so <laughs> it's, uh, which actually I thought about this. If you're ever getting a rental car and you're worried about losing your keys, um, cause I always had this kind like Missy was always telling me, leave your keys at home cause you don't need to take them with you. And I was like, wait a minute, why don't I take my keys with me, put the rental car keys on my keychain, and now I will, won't lose the rental car keys whenever I'm out and about. Right. Perfect. Am I crazy? So, especially since I've really kind of, um, I, I, I'm down to like the house and the car key. I don't even know what the rest of the keys were on my keychain. I finally, I had like three rings on here and I'm like, it just kept amassing. I'm like, why, do, what are all these? I have no idea. So I'll, I'll discover one day. It's like, if you, if you have keys on your keychain, you're pretty sure you haven't used in over a year. You should probably get off, get, put them, put them in a drawer, put, you know, put, put them in that, that junk drawer about in your foyer or something. Right. So that's your, this is my other Ted talk for this episode. I feel like I feel like though for your keys, like you would need one of those. I don't. I'm not big on like that metal ring that you kind of have to pinch apart to get your keys on there. Like right. it would annoy me putting keys on and off there from the from the rental know, I car. Think it's, I think it's but how how often are you getting rental cars? Oh, very very rarely. But even yeah. then, like I went like do you remember the old like hooks they had, and it was like this screw thing that kind of released part of the key like part of the key holder and what if then you got a carabiner your... what if you got a carabiner do they have one of those that'll fit do they have carabiners that'll fit like the keyhole well i mean remember when you get a rental car keys they're usually on a oh a they ring. are usually on like so a if you can just carabiner that thing onto your thing and you're good to go and basically this now becomes you put your carabiner on here am i saying that right katie i think so i think you're one that carabiner? Taught... yeah i think you're the one that taught me that term and and, and you know the hook things the 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 with the, the easy hooky things, Google it. Um, not if you're driving. Um, but, uh, but how do you spell it? I don't know. Is it a C with a C? I don't, maybe. C. So, it's so a C. now oh, there's going to be like a lot of rock climbers mad at us so, right yes, now. They're, they're, they're all going to be tweeting yes, I'm us. sure we have a large rock climbing contingent listens to the show. Carabiner. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that thing, that thing there. Um, it looks different than mine. Uh, but well, this is a, a legit. Oh, oh, that's like like that. I'm gonna climb some. I'm gonna climb some some freaking walls. One. <laughs> I can climbing gear. Yeah. Water. <laughs> Wait, do you? Why do you have climbing? Do you climb? No, I do not. <laughs> yeah, right. Well, yeah, you're afraid of heights. You're not climbing anything. <laughs> no. I'm surprised you got up on that chair last week. I know, impressive, huh? <laughs> so, but anyways, cool. you put your carabiner on here. You got your Apple tag. If it's important, you put it on the carabiner. You don't lose anything. Problem solved. This has been your awesome cast for this week. Chilla, thank you so much for joining us again from Studio thank C. Thank you for having me. It's good to be back. <laughs> He's looking up carabiners. He just got a lot of carabiners off of Amazon. <laughs> Katie Dutters. What's going on? What, 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 what do you got going on on your, on your socials these days? 
Oh, just all the random stuff. Uh, I just liked my friend's cat picture. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Art just posted a picture of Betty, and I liked it. Okay, all right. <laughs> Important stuff happening over there on the socials. Obviously, Gabe Marie BGH, I believe. Right? Yeah. So, and K Dutters on Twitter, if you want to see what I like. And Yes, and 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 butt dancing and all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. So, Yay. I'm at Sorgatron on the Twitter. Please go. I am on a road trip this week. Um, I'm leaving Thursday for Kingsport, Tennessee. Uh, we're going to be doing an MMA pay per view down there. Looking forward to that. And uh, I may or may not have a wife with me. That depends on what this tropical storm does to the flight plans for tomorrow. So, <laughs> uh, so producer Missy may be returning to this time zone on uh tomorrow evening so uh excited for that and uh and uh that is all i think i have to plug everybody have a good labor day go take it easy cook some hot dogs or veggie dogs you know whatever your preference i know some people are you know uh i mean it's not even me let's be honest uh but uh (laughs) thank you everybody so we'll see you guys next time thank you uh potter and amanda hanging out in the chat room oh is that how you spell carabiners uh (laughs) just bought a four pack she says a little bit a little bit ago uh dollar store cheaters aren't hip enough MasterCard specifically has gone hard. The social conservatives really hit them hard. Uh, yeah, that's the other thing. They're, they're attacking those guys, so that's that's why that's come through. But uh, thank you, everybody, in the chat room on whatever platform you may have been joining us. We'll see you guys next time. You've been our awesome audience. Have an awesome week. This show is a member of the Sorgatron Media Podcast Network. Find out more at sorgatronmedia.com.